This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 6. You're listening to the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha. The show for internet entrepreneurs who want to accelerate their progress and expand their vision by standing on the shoulders of giants. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for joining and welcome to the Ballers Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and this is the May Monthly Roundup episode. So this month, I interviewed Mike Macapinlac, Nicole St. Germain, Claire Ashley, Fernando Loiza, and Chris Larson. And I wanted to share some of my major takeaways from these interviews. So first with Mike Macapinlac, the one thing I liked about Mike was he was very candid about his business. So Mike is the person from the Social Man Project. Um, he talked a lot about limiting beliefs and how a lot of men have uh, limiting beliefs about the type of women that they feel like they can approach. But I feel like a lot of that also applies to business, right? Many business owners, maybe some of you listening, have limiting beliefs about the type of business that you can create and the type of customers you can attract. And so I feel like if you can help your help to recognize those limiting beliefs, what they are and how you can go about overcoming them and focus on that, you can help to really move your business forward. Um, he also talked about the fact that you're not serving the world, right? You're, you're just serving a specific demographic of people who are interested and need your product. So you don't have to worry about whether or not the entire world is going to benefit from what you have to use or uh, what you're selling, but really just who is the target audience for those people. And you just need to be one step ahead of them in order to really be an expert in your field. So if you know how to, you know, Let's say you know how to draw. You're not the best artist in the world. You're not necessarily Vincent Van Gogh, but you are a decent drawer where you can help a lot of other people out there who don't know anything about drawing, right? And if you create a product that helps them, you're one step ahead of them and they're going to be more than willing to pay for that product because it's helpful and beneficial. Um, he also talked about making your product clear to your market, right? Who are you actually marketing? Who is your product actually for? Because you're not marketing to everybody, right? Your product's not right for everybody and you don't necessarily want to attract everyone. So you want to be upfront with your audience to say, hey, this is specifically who my product is for and this is who it's not for. If you're not in this particular group, if you're, if you don't have this specific problem, this is who, you know, I'm not here to help and, you know, but this, these are the specific people that I am here to help. So anyone listening to and looking at your copy on your blog, listening to your podcast, watching your YouTube channel, however you're getting your content out there or watching and uh, looking at an ad that you place, uh, will really be able to know who, who is, who the product is really for. And, you know, when you target, target your product that way, you're, you're much more likely to, uh, you know, attract the customers that are, uh, really interested in your product and pre- prevent other people from wasting time, right? Um, you also need to get clear about what you want and why you want it, right? So what is your business goal and why do you want that business goal? Because the why is the piece that's going to help you stay motivated and that you need to continually remind yourself of why you're doing this in the first place. Mike also spoke about not being too rigid in your business process for how you want to make money. Okay, so you may have some ideas right now of revenue streams that you're interested in. But you also want to keep your keep an open mind because if another revenue stream that maybe wasn't in part of your initial plan comes comes around, you don't necessarily want to turn that opportunity away just because it wasn't part of your initial plan. Mike also addressed that the fact that there's a season for creation, a part of the business in which you're going to have to take on a lot of work. You're going to have to work really hard, maybe have to make some sacrifices, sacrifice some, you know, activities such as watching TV or going out with your friends 
while you're while you're working on creating that business and then there's a season for promotion when the products are created when the business is already up and running and then you want to just promote those things that you spent all that time working on and how those different seasons require different levels of work and then you have to recognize that um, when you're really building your business. Uh, Mike also mentioned the fact that he has four sets of goals. He has financial goals, spiritual goals, physical goals, and emotional goals. And I think those are really, really great categories because uh, I feel like most of us, at least myself I know, I usually focus on, let's say, a physical goal and a financial goal, right? Some people maybe focus on a spiritual goal and an emotional goal. But recognizing that all four categories are really important for having a, uh, a full holistic life it's really nice and important to have goals in each category and figuring out what you really want in each of those categories so that you're not lacking in any any one particular way. Um, Mike also mentioned a, a really important point that is a lot of times entrepreneurs say, hey, I can't wait for this to get get easier, right? For 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 uh, me to really get in, into the flow of my business and for things to get easier. But he said, you know what? Instead of wishing for things to get easier, you should just wish for yourself to get stronger because it's not going to get easier, right? The more your business grows, the more demand you're going to have on yourself uh, and the more demands your customers are going to have upon you. And so really the goal should be focusing on getting stronger and not for things to become easier. Um, he also talked about how when you don't tell people that you need help, you actually rob those people of the opportunity to serve you, right? So people who are your mentors, your colleagues, your friends, your family, it's important to tell them, hey, I'm not perfect. I need help. And when when you do that and when you share that, not only do you get the help, but you you provide them with the opportunity to really be able to come in and serve you. Um, the other thing you mentioned was the fact that you can't automate authenticity. Okay, so if you're looking for a lot of uh, ways to automate uh, tasks in your business, so you can make things uh, a lot simpler. That's really important to do because clearly you don't have time to do everything. But uh, you don't want to automate so much that your audience doesn't see you as an authentic person, someone they can truly connect with, they, that they feel like that they know, like, and trust. And that's really important in making that sale. Um, next was Nicole St. Germain. Um, so Nicole St. Germain, uh, she has daily... Uh, written goals, which I really, really like. So each day she breaks up her schedule uh, into different increments and she figures out what is my goal for t today. Uh, and I, I really like that a lot because I think if you have a goal that's too far out, uh, it's hard to really uh, fall in love with it because you may be thinking, okay, well, that's not going to happen for six months. It's not going to happen for a year. But what if you have a goal each day, then you have something to work forward to. And each of those daily goals kind of flow into the larger goal that you're working on. Um, she also sets boundaries, boundaries in her schedule. So she doesn't work after certain times of the day. She doesn't work on uh, certain days of the week. Um, so she can make sure that she has balance in her life and time to spend time with her boyfriend and other loved ones and do, do, you know, set aside time and do things to keep herself sane. Um, Nicole also mentioned, um, that, uh, you know, a lot of us, I know myself included, fall into the trap of just in case learning instead of just in time learning. So the just in case learning is learning a whole lot of, uh, learning how to use certain tools, buying courses of things that aren't necessarily relevant to your business today, but you feel like, oh, well, just in case I need to learn how to do webinars in the future, let me take this webinar course now. Well, really, the most relevant thing to your business may be something else that you need to work on. Maybe maybe it's creating an email sequence or something like that. Um, so 
it's really fo- important to focus on, you know, the things that are the just in time learning and not necessarily the just in case learning. So you don't waste your time, waste your money and put off maybe some more important tasks for your business. Um, she also mentioned how she had unsubscribed from a num- number of podcasts uh, and email lists that weren't necessarily relevant to her business uh, to, again, uh, save time, really focus on uh, what's really, really important and really relevant. Uh, Nicole also mentioned uh, the importance of uh, uh, taking a break when you're not feeling motivated so you can rejuvenate yourself and really, um, you know, get back into the flow of things. Because when you try to push yourself to do work when you're not really motivated to do it, a lot of times the quality of that work uh, ends up being uh, ends up being pretty poor. Um, she also mentioned the fact that uh, sometimes you have your best ideas in the shower, right? When you're not really focused on creating that brilliant idea, like you're not sitting down and saying, hey, this is a creation session from, you know, this time to this time. But a lot of times when you're not really focused on your business is when you come up with those great ideas. So always kind of keeping something around so you can write down those ideas or quickly record what you're thinking about so you don't forget about whatever that um, whatever that idea was uh, the next time that you want to really implement it. Um, so Nicole also uh, she talked about the fact that if you want to create a product, you just go out there and do it, right? Don't worry about the product becoming perfect because the best, uh, way to learn is through experience. So, uh, it, it, you know, if you're, if you have some products on your mind, you, there's so many people out there that always have, you know, they have the, this great business idea, this great app idea or whatever they want to create. And it stays in that idea phase and never really gets to a point where it gets into production. Uh, and I know I've, I've gone through that definitely myself with products that I wanted to create and stayed in the idea phase. And once I launched it, yes, it wasn't perfect, but, uh, I iteratively had the opportunity to, to, uh, improve on it and having it out there in the marketplace actually forces you to do it because you, you know, you're, you're somewhat embarrassed maybe with the, uh, the first, uh, image, uh, of the product and the first version of that product. So you want to, you want to, you know, work on it and can you continually improve on it? Uh, until you get there. So the next person was Claire Ashley. Uh, so Claire, um, you know, she talked a lot about um, credibility, right? And how you might have to work for free in the beginning if you don't have, you know, a lot of customers, a lot of testimonials to build up that credibility. So you can build up, you can back up the claims that you have for people. So if you're starting out with, you know, a new product, a new business, you don't have a lot of credibility, working for free, uh, is a great way to to kind of show people in the marketplace what you're capable of, and then you can build up some testimonials and credibility that way. Um, she also mentioned um, that you know you shouldn't expect to make that first dollar very early on. You may have to sacrifice a lot of things, you know, nights and weekends, uh, going out with friends in order to really be able to make that dollar. Um, and the more you kind of keep yourself in the mindset that this might take time, the less likely you are to, to quit, you know, after a few months of trying to working on a project and not seeing the, the results, uh, immediately. Uh, she also talked about the importance of being yourself, right? Focus on being yourself and not, uh, being too concerned with being perfect as well as not being too concerned with mimicking other people who are successful in your niche. Because, you know, clearly in every marketplace, there's, there's success stories out there. And if you're so focused on mimicking and copying someone else, you're going to lose the authenticity and those more, those most important pieces of yourself that your audience is really going to fall in love with. Now, obviously in the beginning, you know, we all learn by, you know, mimicking and copying, but, you know, eventually you want to, 
you know, get more into making things authentic to who you really are and not necessarily copying someone else's style. Um, she mentioned the importance of not comparing yourself with others, right? And not all, not being so focused on, you know, who has the best metrics, who has the best content, because there's always going to be someone out there who has better metrics and better content than you. So just compare yourself, not with someone else, but compare yourself with previous versions of yourself, right? Am I doing better than I did last month, last week, last year? And uh, she also learned most of her stuff from watching YouTube videos. So she didn't buy courses. Um, she didn't, uh, you know, use a lot of uh, other methods uh, out there, reading blogs or whatever. So she focused on on YouTube videos, which is a great way to learn. I know I've learned a ton from YouTube videos. And so a video is your thing. And video is a great uh, way that you learn um, best. YouTube is a great resource for that. Uh, she mentioned the importance of being very, very selective with the YouTube channels that she subscribes to and the, the email list um, that she subscribes to so that she can get uh, the most benefit from all the time uh, that it takes to consume all that content. Um, she talked about the importance of not compromising the integrity of your business by promoting products that weren't in line with her audience and what would be most beneficial for them, right? So, so you may have opportunities where a business comes to you and they want you to promote their product, but if your audience uh, isn't really um, going to benefit great from that product, you, you may lose subscribers, you may lose people uh, who were in love with you uh, beforehand, but maybe kind of pushed away because they say, okay, this product is being pushed toward me or being marketed toward me isn't really relevant. Uh, and one, eventually the advertisers are not going to want to advertise with you anymore because they're not going to see a return on their investment. And two, it's going to push your audience away. So it's just not a good idea to use. Um, you know, she also mentioned the fact that, you know, after five years on, on YouTube, you know, she got to the point where she was living at her dad's house. Um, and she saw a lot of her friends who were living lifestyles that were, you know, greater than hers. And she got to a point where she felt like she wanted to quit, uh, until she went out and found a mentor that really helped her, uh, to collaborate with other women in her niche. Uh, and that changed everything for her. So, you know, it's really important to kind of stick at, stick it out, um, continue to work toward work on your craft. Because you never really know when that turning point is going to come, when that mentor may come along or someone that can really help you uh, or, or event that can happen to really help you uh, get your business to the level that you want it to be. Uh, she mentioned the importance of being a sponge, right? That uh, finding successful people uh, that you can talk to uh, and put and surround yourself by so you can learn best practices from them. And also asking people out to coffee to, to, to talk to them about uh, advice they may have because a lot of people see that um as as flattering right you're asking them for advice you see them as someone who's truly important that can really help you and um and i know that's something personally that's helped me a lot of my life uh next was fernando loiza uh and fernando's fernando's uh interview was really really helpful for me because uh i know that uh staying motivated and um really overcoming limiting beliefs and being able to have mental shifts or something that uh, keep a lot of entrepreneurs from accomplishing their goals. So Fernando um, discussed the importance of understanding the fact that we all have habits from our upbringing that control our lives. And if we can kind of get an understanding of where those habits came from, we can figure out how to have a mental shift and uh, move away from those habits that may not necessarily be adding to uh, our lives today. Uh, he also talked about the importance of really understanding what you really want, right? That most really truly successful people are clear on their goals. They really know what they want and why they want it, right? Um, 
and that the goal that you that you want to go after should be something that is obtainable, but also something that scares you, right? Something that is uh, something that you've never done before and not necessarily a realistic goal, but something that's really inspiring. He talked about how a lot of people, the reason why they don't accomplish their goals is because the goal is a not inspiring goal. It's a, it's a realistic goal. Um, and so when times get tough, it's really easy to kind of give up on that goal because it's not really inspiring to begin with. And they can rationalize the fact that their current situation really isn't that bad, right? He also mentioned the importance of writing out your goals and, and reviewing them daily, uh, and visualizing what it will be like once you accomplish the goal because what that visualization will do is bring in the feelings of accomplishing the goal and what that will do for you. And those feelings are what's going to motivate you to want to keep pushing forward uh, when, when things get tough. Uh, he talked about how you need the pain of not having the goal to become greater than the work that it would take to achieve the goal. And that's when you'll really have that mental shift and that breakthrough. Um, he mentioned the fact that, um, you know, the problem also is that, you know, is not the lack of knowledge that people have, but it's the lack of action. People taking the action that's required to accomplish the goal. Um, so, you know, get out there, be active, try to do all that you can to, to, to accomplish that goal. And a great way of uh, finding your passion is to relax your mind. You know, think back to a time when you were really, really happy sometime in your, in your life and think about what you were doing at that moment. And usually, that's a, a good way to figure out what are you really passionate about because it's those those really happy moments that uh, help you to um, hone in on what it is that you know triggers those happy moments and what's happening. Um, and the last thing that per, per Fernando talked about that I really liked um, was self talk. Right, not making statements that don't support your life and who you eventually want to be. Um, and so not making negative statements about other people, not making negative statements about yourself, not telling yourself, you know, I'm so stupid or I'm not capable of doing this or I'm always late. You know, you make those statements to yourself and you may not think that it's that big of a deal. But the subconscious mind doesn't really know the difference between, you know, even a joke and when you're being serious. And that has a, a significant effect on you. Um, the, the next person was Chris Larson. Um, and I loved uh, when Chris was talking about um, the fact that, you know, there are a lot of things that come easy to you that are challenging for someone else. And you may be, you know, surprised that someone would pay for it. Maybe, maybe surprised that someone would pay you for the skill sets that you have. But just because it's easy for you, it does not mean that it's easy for everyone. And so it's important to recognize that, you know, the value isn't necessarily what you think it's value, what you think is valuable, what the customers think are valuable, right? So it doesn't really matter whether or not you think it's valuable. All that matters is that your audience thinks it's valuable. Um, and that's the important thing to focus on. Um, and, and he also talked about how it was such a great feeling, uh, to, when someone made that first purchase of his products, right? You get that, that validation that you know that there's someone out there who really thinks what you've created, uh, is a great thing. So if you haven't created a product yet and you haven't sold anything yet, I really encourage you to do that because that, that, that's so motivating when you, you know, make that first dollar or a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever that, whatever that milestone is. Um, another thing was, um, the fact that, uh, I, and this is something that we talked about during the interview was the fact that fear and faith are actually two sides of the same coin, right? They're both things that you don't actually know are going to happen, but yet your thinking might happen, right? And so you have a choice 
to make whether you're going to choose to focus on the fear or you're going to focus on faith that you actually will be able to accomplish your goal. And because you don't know which one's going to happen anyway, and you're going to have to really take a guess regardless, you might as well guess in the direction that's going to be most beneficial to you, right? Um, he talked about the fact that he didn't really like learning from courses, right? He, he felt like, um, you know, learning from courses was uh, that he would miss something in the, in the process. Uh, so he liked to kind of Google things and figure things out on his own. Now, I personally, I, you know, I enjoy liking learning from courses because um, I think that it, it cuts down on your, your learning curve. It makes things a lot more concise um, and you can learn it a lot faster because it's, you know, packaged together. But I do like Chris's point that, you know, you might miss something. So I think maybe taking a two prong approach, um, at going, going about that might be, might be helpful. You know, he, he talked about how you would learn a lot of the, um, the tactics, but not necessarily the principles behind it. And I, I definitely would do agree with that because I think, um, you know, any, and anything that you're trying to do, it's important to really understand the principles. And I, and I think even with a course, I mean, you're eventually going to pick up on the principles. It may just take, um, you know, take longer. So next I wanted to transition into what I've been working on. Um, so at this, at this current point in my business, uh, I'm focused right now on building my podcast audience and, um, you know, consistently improving on the show. So with each episode, uh, I, I'm, I'm always looking at, you know, what are some things that happened in the last episode that I can use to improve on with the next episode? So after each episode, um, when I record an interview, um, I learned something new, right? So I've learned, you know, better interview questions to ask next time. I learned uh, more about how to have a better show format, right? Or what approach that I want to take. I also learned ways to improve my audio quality. So for example, one of the things that I did was um, with the first episode, I was recording with an Audio-Technica AT2020 mic. Uh, and then I realized that that mic is a condenser mic. So it's picking up a lot of the sound of the room that I was in. So I switched to a dynamic mic, which is the Audio-Technica ATR2100. And uh, that mic was a lot better because even during one of the interviews that I had, there was construction that was going on in my neighborhood. And I couldn't hear any of the um, any of the construction that was happening. So I really uh, enjoy that mic, and I think it's um, really, really helpful. The next thing was uh, when I looked at uh, the people that I was interviewing. Uh, and I, I was able to get a lot better um, in selecting uh, individuals that were more in line with who I thought the audience uh, would really uh, learn from. Uh, so when I first first started the show, uh, it was really tough to get to get interviews. Uh, and so I reached out to a lot of people. I was getting a lot of no's. And uh, but as I got better at um, really understanding the right approach, the right questions, and the right information to provide to people, I was able to really um, get a lot more um, people to respond positively and agree to be on the show. Um, another thing that I did was, you know, I tried to, to crash a conference. I went to Social Media Marketing World, and uh, but that didn't really work out for me. Um, you know, I, I went to the conference, and I, I, I sat outside at some, you know, chairs that were uh, outside the conference doors, and... Um, and, you know, when I was out there during the breaks, people would come out and I would try to network with them. But the big problem was I didn't really know who the people walking out the door were. So I didn't really know who to talk to. Um, so that became a lot more challenging than I thought it was. But one thing that did help that was really helpful was I actually attended the No Excuses Summit in San Diego. And that was extremely fruitful. Um, and something that I did to help me before uh, the conference started was I printed up some T-shirts 
ahead of time with uh, the logo of my business on it. I also printed up some business cards and I used those as conversation starters so I could talk to the influencers that were at the conference. Uh, and as a result, I was able to get nine interviews uh, scheduled uh, with people from the conference. Um, so there's, there's, those are some of the, the, the things that I've learned uh, throughout this process. And I've also been listening to other people's podcasts uh, and looking at what they're doing uh, to figure out some things that you know I might want to copy uh, for my shows, get some good ideas of things I want to do or things that I might not want to do. Um, so next, I want to move into uh, my plan for making money. So uh, the current thing that I'm working on now is selling affiliate products. Uh, so so before I was um, kind of focused on uh, SEO and and uh, building up organic traffic, uh, and now I've kind of made a pivot to um, paid advertising. So working. Uh, and creating effective Facebook ads. Uh, and that process is really, really helpful. And I, I really love the Facebook platform. Um, and that has helped me a lot in uh, developing my affiliate income. And I've identified a lot of products that I've used that I feel really passionate about to uh, to start to market on Facebook uh, and generate income for my business. Uh, so I wanted to also share with you some of the resources that I've been using uh, for the Internet Ballers podcast. So uh, I'm currently hosting the site, uh, the Internet Ballers dot co site using bluehost um i also i um i've i bought of above i've bought a number of themes uh over the course of my internet business career um, but right now i've decided to use thrive themes because of the uh customization options available and uh because of the cry th- uh, the thrive content builder uh and some of the other great features that come along with it and i'm really enjoying it so far um I also, I created, decided to create my own logo because I struggled a lot finding, uh, a designer on different sites that would help me. So I hired a, hired someone on freelancer.com. I hired someone on Fiverr. Um, but I wasn't really able to get the design that I wanted. And so I decided to just do it myself. And I bought a program called Uzine. Uh, and, um, you know, I created the own, my own logo there and I was able to really just do what I wanted to. So that was really helpful for me. Um, the next thing is, uh, for recording my interviews, as I mentioned before, I'm using the Audio Technica ATR 2100. Uh, and for videos, I'm using the Logitech C920 HD Pro webcam. Um, I also conduct my interviews over Skype and I record the calls using Ecamm's, uh, call recorder and I edit the, uh, podcast episodes using Audacity. Uh, and for the videos, uh, I record my videos using Camtasia. Uh, and um, use the Audio Technica 2100 to record the uh, the audio of those videos. So I just wanted to give you a quick glimpse into the Internet Ballers podcast, uh, how I'm doing things, what I'm working on, uh, some of the products that I'm using, and I'll put the links in the show notes uh, to the products that I've mentioned. Um, so thanks a lot for listening, um, and thanks a lot for joining the Baller Circle. And uh, I will uh, see you on next week's episode. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Don't miss out on next week's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Check out the Internet Ballers blog at internetballers.co for more tips on how to accelerate your progress and expand your vision.